This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. When you drive the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power, you can stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see yourself behind the wheel of the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Kia received the fewest reported problems among all brands in the J.D. Power 2022 U.S. Vehicle Dependability Study based on 2019 models. See jdpower.com slash awards for 2022 details. It's time for the Steve and Kyle podcast with Steve. On the final day of March, I had to get fitted for a tuxedo. Oh, so we're getting married, huh? <laughs> Either that or you guys had some live show coming up that the game show. The game show was April 1st. <laughs> Look at that, man. My first week in April. Lola got spayed. Oh, good. And I played racquetball once. <laughs> and Kyle... And I'm just making sure that somewhere in my phone I have a constant list of excuses so I don't have to come over for loaf right. night. Hey, uh, we're doing meatloaf tonight. You want to come over? Shoot. Uh, my dog is dead. Well, that shouldn't keep you from coming out then. Oh, the other one's sick. Now, here they are. Two guys who are living in style. Steve and Kyle. And we're back. Here we are. <sighs> Short episode alert. I'll just get that out of the way right now. Yeah, it's all a bit bunched together. We're trying we, to... We've been on a real tear lately. Yeah, this sounds... Everything in my ears sounds different this morning. Things do sound a bit yeah, off, I'm, right? I'm hoping things are getting to tape. Were you ever at an, in the industry, as, as we say? In the biz? <laughs> when you had to say... Things like get that on tape. Um, I don't think so. Like, what's what's your radio memory that would age you from what it's like today? Because obviously, everything today is okay. digital and super computerized. And See, I never did tape. I was never okay. Uh, I, um, but I remember the first piece of machinery that I used. It was this. It was this editing system called the Orban Odyssey. Wow. I even even the name. Yeah. Makes it sound like you were working in the 70s and somehow that was emitting like radiation that was going to harm <laughs> your body. What did you call it now? The Orban Odyssey. Here, Orban I can, I, Odyssey. I am going to put that on the share, I can share that up on the um up on the screen if you'd like to see it. Yeah, I'm going to put that on the poll that uh, did the Orban Odyssey cause cancer. <laughs> Yeah, this is these are my first memories of recording audio was using it was like an audio it was a software and hardware thing so you had this big like mixer type thing in front of you um that had all of your tracks on wow. it. Wow. It was paired with 
Yeah, with uh, software on the screen, but it was this is my first editing experience. The Orban Odyssey. How much does this baby cost? I can't. I mean, at this point, it would be like a one of those relics, right? Mm-hmm. Like that yeah. you would find in. Oh, it was awful. If you wanted to, so say you were producing something that was 15 minutes long. Mm-hmm. So you start at the beginning and you want to listen back to it. And then you think, oh man, there's something at the 14 minute mark that I want to double check on. You can't just like zoom out and then click at the end. You would have to, there was this little wheel, this, this scrub wheel right here. Yes. Which you would just have to turn and turn and turn and turn for like 10 minutes until you got to the end of it. It was terrible. That's remarkable. So where did you use that? You said you used that in radio, but was like at, a local that was, station. That was Monmouth University. Okay. And then my first uh, my first internship at Millennium Radio Group, New Jersey, working uh, working for ninety four three the point and thirteen ten WADB AM. And that was st- that was still they, the equipment. Yeah, briefly they had that, and then uh, one of the guy that I did my internship with, CJ, he used Pro Tools, which was like a leaps and bounds. Like upgraded. Uh, yeah. And then we settled uh, on Adobe Audition. Boy, this is – we're getting real inside, aren't we? Well, I, I'm always curious because your career now has spanned into – one, two, three. Are you in four decades or just three now? No. Uh, it would have been no, – Because well, early 2000s? Yeah, I think – Do you all remember yeah, you were early, waving uh, to the Twin Towers as you flew to England as they yep. were – as they were coming down, standing for just uh, just twelve more days. Yeah, that's, that's so. You were still in college in one. Okay, so yeah. So but yeah, I didn't into- start. Yeah, it would have been two thousand two thousand one that I started uh, started on the old Orban. So you, but you are now the third decade of your career. So obviously, yeah. you've seen some things yeah, exactly. as they the, go. The aughts, the teens, now the twenties. But as we talked about, I'm last coming week, up. Look, I'm just. I mean. I don't. I know. I don't have to tell you this because I'm sure that the planning is already underway sure. for my big 20th anniversary working in radio celebration. Wow. Yeah, that's something. I mean, if you want to go back to to uh, when I first started my internship, I'm already we're already closing in on 21 years. But I count the first time that I got a paycheck, and I think that's actually fair. no. Never mind. We already passed that anniversary about six months ago. So we, we were past, what year was it? Yeah, it was 2002. That was when I got my internship. So I started my internship in spring in fall of 2002, okay. so probably September, October. Uh, I had to do 120 hours, which I knocked out fairly quickly. And I remember by Thanksgiving or so. Thanksgiving, in between like Thanksgiving and Christmas, I remember getting my first paycheck in radio. I was working, you know, 10 hours a week or something. Right. So, but if if you want my anniversary of full time in radio, that's coming up in right around Thanksgiving this year. Yeah, I know. I know. So the celebration, again, I don't want to steal your thunder. I would assume that it's going to be a big deal. Well underway. Um, I, Mm -hmm. I, Mm I mean, listen, Steve and Kyle Sunday could take on a whole different idea yeah. now. I'm uh, hoping I'm hoping that there's guests. Yeah. Mr. You know, Laramie, the first guy who showed you around a microphone. No, that would have been uh, Chris Cavallaro. Oh, yeah. the calf man. Yeah. Chris Cavallaro. In college, right? Yep. Okay. And you, so your idea is that I'm going to then search a lot of these 
historical people from your radio career out. Right. Well, for him, you'll have to search the cemetery. He is... He has passed on to the great radio studio in the sky. You know, I guess while I'm there, I might as well just see if I can get anybody else that's influenced your life. So I'll just go talk to Jack. You think they're, you think they're buried right yeah, next I'm, to each I'm, other? I'm assuming match or uh, you know dual plot yeah. situation. Yeah. Uh huh. Family family plot. Yeah. So you know, I'll ask. It's kind of when uh, when you used to see. A lot of the late night talk show clips that would go viral are kind of when so and so is a guest, but Norm McDonald was there first. Yeah, and so Norm chimes in and kind of takes over the interview. Oh yeah. In my opinion, that's how my my gravesite interviews are going to go. Your gravesite interviews. Well, yeah, because obviously I'm going to be asking mm-hmm. Chris Cavallero a question uh-huh. about you know, hey, did he? What was he do? You know, was he biting the microphone on the first time because he's such an idiot? You know, and Jack Jack from the side goes, oh, boy, that reminds me of the time he knocked over the pallet of milk. You know, I don't know how that ties in, but that's Jack's job, not mine. Sure, exactly. You know, I'm the he's, host. He's the one that's got to weave that tale. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I think I think some, some gravesite interviews coming up uh, in November 2023 for your 2021 year anniversary. Right, my 20-year full-time anniversary, 21-year employment anniversary. Let me ask you that. When when do you think think that'll pay off? Like being in radio, when when do you think that'll be like, boy. I'm hoping by the 30, Yeah, the big 3-0. Let me ask you this, and this is in in all seriousness here. Mm. When you went into radio or decided, hey, this is going to be it, I've got the pipes for a, uh, a radio man. I'm going to be pitching products, Radioman. slinging discs. Radioman. Sorry. Radioman. And you, you probably thought to yourself, I got to start drinking straight honey by the court daily to make sure these pipes don't get damaged. Right, exactly. This is, um, yeah, this, it's, it's my livelihood right here. If you had to look back at young, optimistic Steve mm-hmm. compared to now, when you thought radio would be what you thought your career in radio would be yeah. back in the early 2000s. Do you think it's brought you the joy and happiness you hoped and thought it would be back when everybody in college is that way, right? Mm-hmm. Where the professional like, oh my God, I'm going to love doing this every day. Yeah, what, whatever you're going into. I mean, you're going into it for a reason. You're yeah. going into it because you're you know, passionate about it or whatever. Has the profession let you down? In some ways, yeah. Was your lowest, do you think, would it be the NHL? Um, you the way you described it in briefly in the past has been probably just north of miserable. It wasn't great, but well south of contentment. Yeah, but I, I'm also torn because I don't know if I really consider that a radio job. Okay, even though it fell under the radio field, I was still doing radio type stuff. It was that was like a corporate job where they were just like, "Hey, produce this." It, it wasn't. I don't know. I honestly, I kind of blank that out. I black that out of my. Don't even consider it. No, I don't. Like if, although if I you mean, told I, people, granted, I haven't put a resume together in about right. fifteen years. Even if I, if I had to right now, I wouldn't even put that on there. But I would bet if you were at whatever social gathering, let's say you're single and you're out and about and you're on a date, and they, hey, you know what's your history in radio? And you mentioned every other thing you've done, mm. but you mentioned the NHL. 
what of all That's of your jobs? You're going to get every That's question the about the That's NHL. That's the one that, that people ask mostly about, and I have the least to say about it. I because, know because I don't really know what my job was, even though I worked there for almost a year. I'm not I'd really, really sure. Like to see you like start embellishing it. Be like, yeah, you know, one day I just couldn't take it anymore. That hypocrite Batman walked in and said, "Who's that guy in the booth?" And I told, <laughs> and I told him. My my interactions with Gary Bettman were uh, brief. Did have a couple of them. Boy, that is... He invited us. Uh, I actually talked about this on the radio show recently. Did you? Yeah, I, I forget how it came up. That oh, is a, be- that's a game ender, by the way. Like if people are saying, you know, drop your celebrity sighting or yeah. your celebrity interaction. I would argue Gary Bettman is yeah, commissioner, in the top tier. Commissioner, commissioner of a major of the sport. NHL. Yeah. Um, okay, first... My first interaction with him was I shared an elevator with him. Okay. And I believed that the interaction was, good morning, Mr. Bettman. And he said, good morning. Okay. So he didn't he didn't slap you on the side of the head and say you don't address nope. me? Okay, nope. Good. He didn't He didn't have, like, security with him or anything. It was just me and him. Okay. Um, my, I bel- my second interaction with him was uh, there was a – at the time, the NHL had a – had a licensing agreement with XM Satellite Radio. Right. Before and, they combined with Sirius, I'm guessing, yeah. right? So we had a studio actually in uh, the first floor of our building, which was 47th and 6th, right in uh, just a block from Times Square in New York City, in the NHL store, powered by Reebok at the time. Don't know if it still is, but there was you know this massive store, and you could buy any any team jersey or any anything you want. And then kind of like up in a little uh, mezzanine area, there was a, a studio that XM had built, and we produced a daily radio show from there. It's called NHL Live. It was like a two-hour show that aired on XM and um, on the NHL NHL radio channel. And so every day there would be different guests. So basically my job was to reach out and – Look at what games took place last night. Mm-hmm. Find out like, oh, so-and-so had four goals last night. Let me see if I can get him on. So reaching out to... So you're kind of a booker and yeah. a producer, yeah. like doing it all. Okay. Yeah, reaching out to the PR person from that team saying, hey, can we get so-and-so on? He had a great game last night. The guys would love to talk to him. Booking him. Then I'd be running the board, uh, setting up the, the uh, you know, when the breaks are going to be and all, all of the nuts and bolts and the stuff that nobody cares about. So one of the... There was one time where they had Bettman on for the full two hours. It was like a it was like a town hall meeting or something, basically, where people could call in with any question for Gary Bettman, the commissioner. So I had a brief, you know, I was sitting in sitting like me and you are right now mm-hmm. across from him for two hours, and there was a host there that was kind of like leading the way and setting up the questions and everything. But yeah, had a. a he was very pleasant at that time. And then the only other time that I had a, a interaction with him was when a bunch of us were invited up to the 15th floor, which is the executive floor at the NHL offices in Manhattan. Whoa. For a pizza party with the commissioner. Okay. So in lieu of no doubt a raise. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, in my defense, I was not there long enough right, to, right, right. to even consider getting a raise. So, we went up there and that was where like the big conference rooms and all of the fancy, the fancy places are. And we went up there thinking that we were just, it was, it was like something that he would do every month. It, you'd have like 15 employees would be selected and it was like, Oh, it's your turn for 
pizza party with the commissioner and you can kind of go up. And again, it, it was like a little town hall meeting type thing where we just sat there and ate pizza and shot the S with Gary Bettman. But the surprise was that we walked in and the Stanley cup was there. Oh, that was pretty awesome. Are you, what are you 25 at that point? This is Oh eight, maybe Oh nine. So I'm 20, uh, 27. Okay. So you, you're at this age where it's hard to compare, but in my mind, it's like when you're in elementary school and you get a whatever pizza party with at that point, high, the high school basketball team or I something was gonna like say, that. May, right? Maybe the principal or something. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, Oh, Hey guys, <laughs> you sure are tall boy. It goes in that hoop. Really? <laughs> but yeah. It, so you're trying to be, you know, a grown up adult in Try, a, yeah. in a, Important, not maybe not important, but like a position of right. I'm no doubt. Something. I'm no doubt wearing pants that are too baggy. No question. A shirt that was not ironed correctly because that was that was the bummer of that job is that I had to. It was like a business business casual, I guess. I had to wear like slacks and like a long sleeve button down shirt every day. No tie, no jacket. But that was that was miserable. I hated that part of it. Can I ask you this then? Do you remember, and this might be a total, you wouldn't, in a million years, you wouldn't remember it. Do you remember who was there as the keeper of the cup? Yeah, it was that. Um, was it Phil? It was that blonde haired dude. He kind of has like. Or the, was it Mike? I don't know. Okay. I was just wondering because there, a lot of people may not know, there are, I think, three Stanley Cups, yeah. and two are essentially for show. Well, and for these PR appearances, whether it be, uh, you know, if they're at a radio station event or event or NHL gives back to the kids, they're bringing the fake cup to those or one of the fake cups because they um, obviously the original Stanley Cup would any serious damage to that is going to be hard to rectify. Um, yeah, because the the thing with the Stanley Cup is it's made up of like concentric rings and each of the rings has a spot for whoever won the cup, you know, like for this year, the, the Vegas Golden Knights, they will have their little plaque uh, added to the cup and it has everybody's name that played on the team. Um, now, obviously, after a certain point, the cup got way too. Yeah, that's him. The Phil, blonde, blonde hair guy. Phil Pritchard, yeah. You got the legit Stanley Cup then. Yeah. Phil is Phil oh, yeah. is the guy who uh, handles the, the the real one at mm-hmm. all times. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, after a certain amount of time, the cup would have been like twelve feet tall because they kept adding rings to it. So what they do is every so often they remove one of the rings, yes, and add a new ring. So it yeah. always stays the same height. Yeah. And then I'm assuming that those rings are in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, either that or encased somewhere yeah. so they're not just lost to yeah. forever, right? So at one point, I had a picture of me with the Stanley Cup, but. As I talked about on the side gig recently, I'm pretty sure it was taken with my old flip phone. So it's probably gone forever. But yeah, that was my brief uh, stint at the league. And I would have been laid off, too. You if, would, I, you, if I hadn't lockout, left. Lockout, you think? No, not a lockout. It was um, for some reason, because I was hired in at the same time. There were like five or six of us that all started at the same time. We were all same level. Uh, like my position was the coordinator of NHL radio. Okay. Well, there was, there was me. Then there was like coordinator for NHL.com coordinator for NHL TV or something. Like there were five or six coordinators that all got hired at the same time. So I started in, I think July of Oh nine. 
I quit in May of 09 or May of no, 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 July of 08. And then I quit in May of 09 and everybody else that got hired at the same time as me that started at the same time as me, they were all let go like a year after they started. So that position so as a whole was seemingly going I'm, away. I'm assuming. Or... Yeah. I don't know why. Ooh. I don't know what the issue was, but if I had stayed there another two months, I don't know for a fact, but it seems likely that I would have been laid off. Wow. You got out the right time then. But like you said, you were you know, looking to get away I could have collected anyway. that, uh, that unemployment. But had a great summer. Great summer. At that point, though, it's it's a little – the novelty that you would have of being like, yeah, you know, working in Manhattan, it's no big deal. Take the <laughs> uh, take a couple subways in every morning. Or, and, uh, you know, now i got the cash so I can buy another jet ski. Because you know what? The only thing that goes better than one jet ski at the storage unit uh, 10 miles away from my apartment is two. Of course, now i got to get a bigger storage unit to fit a second jet ski in and there. a new trailer or a different trailer. <laughs> but it's okay. Nothing's going to go wrong. I are, work for the league. We are really taking a walk down my memory lane here with uh, Orban Odyssey. By the way, I found uh, I found a better a better picture of the Orban Odyssey. That old ancient. You need to see... It was I forgot it wasn't just like the mixer in front of you yeah. and a monitor. It was a whole workstation. So if you would direct your attention, oh my that. god, that's yeah. like yeah, it looks like ET. It's like what you see now when you're in the <laughs> hospital and one of those mobile registration yeah. people walk in. It's a moving desk, mm-hmm. but this thing obviously has a computer screen from the '90s or a <laughs> yeah. monitor from the '90s, and not a keyboard, but like. 1.8 times as big as a keyboard. <laughs> it's big. So, yeah. Boy. I think that, I should get one. If I can find yeah. one cheap, I'd buy it absolutely. Would you, just for the memories? Yeah. Like, what you wouldn't do there's nothing to do with I'd it. I'd set anymore, it up right? right underneath our TV. Okay. <laughs> I'd get rid of the monitor on the top of it and I would right. just plug it into the trunk. Oh, right. Absolutely. Yeah, and then you could go back to the good old days of editing audio. This This was going into the lab. That crap yes. that you call going into the lab? Yeah. Uh-uh. You know what? The only difference, like, with that, I wouldn't have to leave a piece of my soul. Uh, that That's true. Would, I wouldn't have to leave it because that would take it from me, it seems yeah, like, based definitely. on uh, the size and uh-huh. efficiency of it. Because <clears throat> I don't, this got me thinking that you mentioned, you know, your 20-year thing in radio and, you know, you're Again, been doing I just, it a long time. Keep me, keep me in the dark about the big celebration that's planned. You I don't. I don't want any spoilers. One thing I can guarantee is I will keep you in the dark. <laughs> but you've dabbled. Our mo- your most maybe it's not your most recent dabbling, but the most recent one I know about outside of, you know, the day to day that you do, was it has to have been a at least a year, maybe even two years, since we were introduced to Royal. And Royal, yeah. the other, I don't even remember. I apologize. I feel like I may have mm. stolen some of that dream of yours because I was right. a little bit yeah, I mean, too much in terms of over the top. Yeah. But now, for those who don't remember, your, yeah. Royal was, uh, I had signed up to, to be a freelance voiceover artist. That's right. On this website. And what you do is you go onto the website and you basically tell it what type of I don't know, I guess for lack of a better term, what type of voice you have. So for me, it's like your profile. What did you put? Did you put like 
every white guy you've ever met? <laughs> Basically. Okay, good. Yeah, because I remember that there was a spot in there where it was like, can you do impressions? Right. And if so, who can you do? And blah, blah, blah. So what languages do you speak? Because for people looking for voiceovers, maybe it's somebody looking for a, a voiceover for a how-to video that they're posting on YouTube or right. something. So it's like, open the packaging. Take out the screwdriver mm-hmm. and attach parts A and part B. But I mean, if that's really good, that's pretty good. You right? should really focus in on Hold that. On. Shh, shh, shh. Open the packaging. Take out the screwdriver and connect parts A and B. You are now complete. Hey, okay, <laughs> okay. I gotta tell you, I think you might have something there. Got chills. Maybe update your profile because we were. Okay. All right. When I can you, do how-to videos. When we were starting to look, whenever this was years ago, one or two years ago, whatever, uh, we were really focused on you being able to utilize your limited fake James Earl Jones. Mm, yeah. But now I think we need to pivot <laughs> to how-to videos. To like I need you with t-shirt with a pocket over your chest. Uh-huh. Tucked into your light acid washed blue jeans with a belt. Okay. All right. Full dad version of white guy how to video reading. <laughs> Done. Let me update the profile right now. But so, have you did that did you ever do anything with that? Do you still get I did a couple of them. Um the, like the, applied for them. Yeah, right? applied for them, but the issue is it's a it's a free site. Anybody can sign up. Right. But Other idiots who don't have that distinctive voice. But if you don't uh pay for whatever their first tier membership is, you basically get the scraps. They'll send you a notification saying this fits your description and you'll have but the deadline for the uh, for applying for the job is like fourteen minutes from now. Right. So, yeah, it, I have. I think I I might have done one that I actually got paid for. Hey, like fifty bucks or something. Have you sought it out. I'd like you to seek that out and see like where. It yeah, where's and... where's it at? No, actually, I did. I did do one, but it wasn't through that website. It was actually a friend of mine, the company he was working at at the time was producing a how-to instructional video Got or something. It. So I recorded a couple pages of info for him. Okay. Um, so, yeah, every every week, a couple times a week, I get an email from them saying, here are some new opportunities on the website. See if any of these fit. Now, it's supposed to send me an email catering them to the voice that I have. Like, I'm not a native Chinese speaker or... A, you know, I don't speak Portuguese, so I shouldn't get the ones that are looking for female Portuguese speaker because that's not, not really what I do. Yeah. Um, so every now and then I'll take a screenshot of one and I'll send it over to you and I'll be like, look, I think, think we got it. I think this is the perfect one. So we did that one. I think it was for a video game. We recorded it It live on this podcast. It was for a man named Royal. Yeah. Well, I think that, I think. Somebody was, it was like a gangbanger or something. I feel like it was, the it, the the actual application wasn't for Royal. I was Royal who was you were, simply your yeah, foil. Simply, yeah. You were simply my, uh, the, the, the person that I bounced lines off of. But the problem was. You were basically the director doing a, yes. like an off camera dry read. Yeah. The problem was, and I, I have to apologize a couple of years after the fact. I simply outshone you. You did. You stole the show. Absolutely. Um, and I don't know if that's what they wanted out of Royal or if that took away from what the other character was needing. 
But yeah. you didn't you didn't hear back on that no, one? No, I did not. Now Royal was supposed to be again a gangbanger, but I think you took it in a completely opposite role. You decided that Royal was actually a royal. A royal, a member of the royal family. I wish we had that audio. Maybe I'll post that. Uh, <laughs> we talked last week off air about uh, I'm going to start inserting the Friday flashback yeah. into the podcast feed. I'll try to find and post this week the royal, royal. The, when we record it as royal. Okay. So I got uh, an email from the voiceover service this week. Oh, so you, you have a recent one. I do. I do. Now, is this one that you think... You would be you'd be in the mix for, absolutely. I think that my nay our payday yes has finally arrived. Okay. Um, so if you'd look up at the screen, I'd like to uh-huh. show you the email. Okay. So it's receiving proposals. Yep. Inviting people. Right okay. up here. If you look at the okay. <laughs> I now mean, this is. I would argue. At least the second half of this is something that did not exist two years ago, three years ago. It wasn't a thing. So right. The, the project, yeah, a couple, couple of years. The project that you received an invite for mm-hmm. is for a young adult male. Done. Uh, because obviously I'm in my late 20s. Yes. Some would say early 30s, but that's still young. Not safe for work narration <laughs> and ASMR audiobook. Okay. That's auto-sensory... Yeah, it's something. Basically, it's uh, if you watch a lot of like TikTok or Instagram reels yeah. or something, and it's people and they talk like this, and they're giving you really distant, like really describing things in great detail yeah. and showing you how to, or sounds too, like sounds, they'll use yeah. like whether they're rubbing things together, yeah. or like whatever, sandpaper or something, and it for certain people who get that ASMR reaction, it'll almost be like. Um, like a tingling sensation in like yes. the back of your neck or in the bottom of your bottom of your skull. And it, I don't know, it's like a soothing sensation. And it's like, there are people who have full careers doing ASMR videos. Right. And it, it, it's really no different than, excuse me, if you could, can you respond in your ASMR voice? It's really not a lot different than why you see a lot of video game people. <laughs> Oh, that's nice. That's good. That's good. There's a whole industry for... Now, audio-wise, you and I would... Mm. I think we could really pull it together here. Video-wise, it's very similar to what you would expect when you see female video game streamers. Mm. People are still looking at what they determine to be an attractive person. Yeah. yeah. And it's making their the hair on their arms and their mm. neck tingle. And then my assumption, masturbating furiously. That's a really, really good point, Kyle. Oh. So do you you have this? Now I see that budget. Hold on. I see that budget, and I've got dollar signs in my eyes. Oh, boy. Because... That's upwards of three digits. And I know the level of work you and I would somehow manage to put into this would... We'd lose money on this somehow, just based on the time. <laughs> Hold on. We need to read 
the project description. Okay, so there's the description. Now, is there a script attached? Are we going to be able there to is. read some samples? There is. Okay. Yeah. Is this just going to be? Have you have you dabbled? Have you looked at the script? I have looked at like the first two lines. Now, is this going to leave just a boatload of censoring work before release? Not really sure. Okay, we'll get um, to it. Here's the project description. Project name: Young Adult Male NSFW Narration Plus ASMR Audiobook. I am looking for a sound-alike to the Okiwana Toru English dub voice actor from the volleyball anime Haikaiyu. Okay. Nope. Moving on. <laughs> I already know that we're not going to take that into consideration. So moving on. I am a British UK-based fan fiction writer, and I write BL, which apparently stands for Boys Love, NSFW fan fiction, between the pairing of Hinata and Okiawa. Uh, apologies, I know that I'm not saying Just, those well, right. I'm sure you're slaughtering it. From the volleyball anime, Haikyuu. Okay. Hi, 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 volleyball anime. Huh, that's something that I never would have thought was a thing. I'm looking for someone to hire, or looking, to, looking for someone to narrate and act out ASMR, a tender sex scene, as if they were... Oikawa from Haikyuu. Okay, and then something along the lines of another YouTube video that we're not going to look. Okay. North American English. Okay, okay, hey, got that. Listen, I think this is it. Speaking no- North American English to read out some of my writing for my mostly female audience. Oh, that just can't be true. Oh, boy. They gave the directions right here. I think that we read have this. Slow, slow, soft silence. Hey. Slow, soft silences. Quiet, intimate, romantic but with lots of moaning, panting, and sexual sounds. Well, we've got Toby here. <laughs> he can handle the panting. 100% opportunity to work together, guys. So it sounds like it's Wait a, a minute. guaranteed you, you to work about together. this line. Oh, sorry. It's a big world out there, and there are a lot of people make a lot of money from it. Okay. I'm going to post on the poll. Should Steve and Kyle quit the podcast to become volleyball anime ASMR artists? <laughs> If the project goes well, and my readers like it, there is a 100% opportunity to work together again. Make more content with the paid commissions. In a dream world, I would love to find the voice of the Okawa in my writing. Well, look no further, weird kid. Who definitely... <laughs> All right. You found them. They're right here. Okay. Right in West Michigan, and lucky you, we've got 370-plus hours of content <laughs> To prove that we're the men for the job. Okay, I'm going to click on the script right now. Okay. And then ha- do you, why don't we make this like a dual application? Mm-hmm. So we'll just go line for line. Okay. I'll do a line. You do a line. Absolutely. And remember, we're doing this in ASMR voice. Vol- volleyball sex voice. Oh, look at that. Oikarwa. Oikarwa. They, they, they spelled it out for us there. Beautiful. And uh, Hinatur. Okay, so this is... We are, oof, boy, this. <laughs> okay, so do you want to oh, go boy. sentence? <laughs> Let's go uh, paragraph by paragraph. Okay. You Do you uh, want to start or me start? Uh, <clears throat> I guess, uh, well, why don't I do this big Yep, you this do big the big opening graph. And then you just kind of go. I'll go until the, right there, I'll read those Go to the form. end. <laughs> 
No, no, you have to do the last oh, line. Then, okay, I hadn't gotten this far. Okay, well, you know, we got to, we can bleep it. Nope, below it, we're going to have to bleep another one. You know what? We'll worry about it in post. You. Uh, How about we just make our own beeps? Okay. Okay, so... Oi. Oikarwa. Oikarwa, and I'm a Hinater. Hinater. Hinater or Ter? Hinater. Hinater. Yeah, but it's definitely heen ter uh. Okay. Because all caps means the yeah. emphasis is on. So, oikarwa. Oikarwa. Okay. <clears throat> all right, here we go. New career. Loading in three, two, one. But the warmth, the skin. Oikarwa's mouth and tongue, his fingers, his body, his hunger, all of it was far, far too intoxicating for Hinatar, for Hinatar to think about anything else. And now Oikarwa was doing that thing again, stroking something inside of him. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm sorry. Keep it together. <laughs> stroking something inside of him that made Hinatar feel weak, like one big melted gooey pink marshmallow. <clears throat> I think I nailed it. By the way, I th- listen, <laughs> that's some quality work you did. All right, let me let me give. Let me let me take over here. Yeah. How easily Hinatar molded to Oikarwa's fingers and body now. How easily they meshed, mouth to mouth, lips on lips, torsos. Oikarwa's fingers slid out. His mouth gone. The warmth of his body too. <laughs> a crinkle of a wrapper. Another pump. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> this does it, it turns. A bit, yeah. A bit more R-rated. NSFW, very accurate description. Yep. Uh, um, there is uh, putting on protection. Oh. <laughs> uh, I mean, at least they're being responsible. Yes. There is a description of buttocks. <laughs> I enjoyed my line about a big melted gooey pink marshmallow. <laughs> so I don't think it's a bad idea to send that along. I, I am going to. That little portion, because we have the ability with this mixer we bought years ago and, and barely f- know how to use, <laughs> to isolate the track. Oh, yeah, so yeah. you know when I, I think I'm when gonna, I ruined no, it and laughed. No, 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 no. Isolate. Uh, uh-uh. uh. Team effort right here. This is being submitted as sure. Steve and Kyle, not just Steve, not just Kyle. Package deal. You take us both, or you take neither of us. This is it. So what what we found here is this is somebody who ran into. Uh, a little over a hundred dollars, and really want something that he can pound it to for a long time. Uh huh. Perfect. Okay. Nailed it. Wow. Um, I like to see us branch out. Yeah. I mean, all we all like to make a little mm-hmm. bit of money on the side, little side hustle. Very popular these days. Yep. We will keep you up to date on our new burgeoning career. 
Apologies for the short episode. I hope it was worth it with uh, those last five minutes or so. Uh, please let us know how turned on you are. Scale, uh, whatever scale you prefer. Yeah, a scale uh, of uh, a crinkle from a condom wrapper to a melted pink gooey marshmallow or anywhere in between. Let us know. And I would argue as a bonus, uh, if you really felt it, you would be all the way to lubed tip. So apologies, but it uh, seems like we're going to be wrapping up this podcast because we obviously have... Oh, this ad said it. There's money there. Yeah. A lot of people I mean, make we, a lot of money. Look, we have a couple of podcasts. We have a couple of episodes already recorded. So if you if you hear them over the next few weeks, don't get false hope that we're still around. We could be done. Because we're obviously now big into volleyball, hentai, That's right. anime. I don't know where the volleyball plays into this whole script. I'm gonna have to, i got to do some research. But, yeah, it, those YouTube videos that probably you don't want on your YouTube history. <laughs> I'm not going to be asking you some questions. Yeah. Hey, a uh, question for you. I've known you for a lot of years now, Steve. I was trying to pull up an episode of Paw Patrol for Evelyn, and uh, this was in your history. Saw Hinata and Oikawa. <laughs> Oikawa. They started playing volleyball, but they did not end on the volleyball court, Steve. <laughs> At Stephen Kyle, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, let us know your thoughts on our our budding careers as a voiceover tag team duo for Japanese volleyball anime. Definitely not porn. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. See you.